0: I'm Dawn, the host of Procovery Podcasts. Today we are pleased to bring you an interview with A. Katherine Power, director of the Center for Mental Health Services, Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration an operating division of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. CMHS provides national leadership in mental health promotion, mental illness prevention, and the development and dissemination of effective mental health services. Director Power leads a staff of 126 professionals in facilitating the transformation of our nation's mental health care system into one that is recovery-oriented and consumer-centered. We asked Director Power to share with us how recovery influences her work at the federal level.
1: Well, I think recovery as a construct is probably the single most important driver of the work that we do in mental illness and substance abuse at the federal level, as it should be at the state level and at the local level and at the individual level. We have really spent a lot of time, uh, particularly at the Center for Mental Health Services, looking at what recovery means, how we would define it, what are the component parts, and I think we've been really trying to um, uh, move our mission in the context of recovery. And we did that, as you may know, by uh, working on the creation of a national consensus statement on recovery. And we talked about all of the the component parts of recovery and the ten essential elements of how we would define recovery. And I think, to be perfectly honest, that is the driver for all of the program and policy work that we do at the Center for Mental Health Services. The construct of recovery and the acceptance of recovery as an outcome and as a personal journey for individuals is probably one of the most important, if not the most important issues in terms of the work at the federal level.
0: Next, Director Power speaks a bit about what the transformation states are doing in recovery.
1: The transformation states, which were nine states that competed for mental health transformation grants, actually had to submit an application based on the goals and recommendations of the President's New Freedom Commission report on transforming mental health care in America. So that meant that their application had to demonstrate their choice to build a new system or transform their system into one that reflected the goals and objectives of the new Freedom Commission report. And the vision statement for the new Freedom Commission report was, we envision a future when everyone with a mental illness will recover. And that's the opening vision of the report, and therefore the states who applied for these grants had to embrace that vision, that they wanted to create a state system in which everyone with a mental illness will recover, a future when mental illnesses can be prevented or cured, and a future when mental illnesses are detected early, and a future when everyone with a mental illness at every stage of life has access to effective treatment and supports. And and that was really the driver. And so from the overarching six goals and 19 recommendations, the states had to model their application, and they have modeled their work over the last five years in focusing on how they would make their systems much more recovery-oriented. And one of the ways in which states did that is that they have become much more consumer and family-centered. They have become much more involved in consumers and families being engaged directly in the delivery of services, in the governance of programs, in the evaluation of programs, and in doing a host of other activities that are essential to the future of the system. And I think that's the one most significant move that these nine states have made in that they've had to work very hard to figure out new and special and creative ways for consumers and families to be engaged in the system.
0: Procovery Circles provide a unique forum for a powerful exchange of resources. We asked Director Power if there were any particular resources she would like to share with our listeners.
1: Oh, definitely. We have a, a host of resources, and in particular, I would just generally say that the SAMHSA website, uh, www.samhsa.gov, is a wealth of information, but in particular, I would like to uh, cite four specific resources. The first one is the SAMHSA Ads Center, ADS, which is the center to uh, uh, promote uh, dignity and supports and to promote acceptance. And that website is www.promoteacceptance.samhsa.gov. The second one is that we have a very extensive public service uh, program, including PSAs, radio announcements, and materials that can be used called the Campaign for Mental Health Recovery. And this is a, a public education campaign to support individuals with mental illnesses by focusing on what friends can do to support uh, their friends who may have problems. And it can be found at www.whatadifference.samhsa.gov. The entire campaign is called What a Difference a Friend Makes. And it's really powerful PSAs, posters, radio announcements that anyone can video stream and use at a local level. And it's really quite a wonderful campaign. And we this year are about ready to launch, or we just have launched, some specific campaigns regarding mental illnesses in uh, cultural, ethnic, and diverse uh, uh, groups. So it, it's, it's a really a wonderful resource. The third resource I'd like to mention is the Voice Awards. This is a public way for SAMHSA to recognize the portrayal of mental illnesses and mental health issues in the media, mostly the entertainment media, in movies and in television. And if you go to www.voiceawards.samhsa.gov, you can find out a lot of information. And many of you can, uh, we ask the public basically to nominate particular episodes, particular movies, particular individual performances that show individuals with mental illnesses leading lives of dignity uh, despite the kinds of struggles that they face. And we do an annual voice awards in California every year, and I think it's a wonderful resource for people. And then the fourth resource is what we call our 10 by 10 campaign, And this is a 10 by 10 wellness campaign, which means that in 10 years, we want to drop the morbidity and mortality rates for individuals with mental illnesses by 10% because individuals with mental illnesses die decades earlier than the rest of the general population. And they don't die because of their mental illness. They die because of other physical health problems, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, etc. So we have a campaign that is found on wwwthenumber number 10 times the number and it talks about wellness and, and, and many mental health and physical health promotion campaigns so that individuals with mental illnesses can pay attention to their nutrition to smoking cessation programs, and to becoming overall more healthy in their physical context. So those would be the four resources I would like to highlight.
0: At PI, we hear almost daily how well-loved the many quotes that fill the pages of The Power of Procovery are, and how much they mean to readers and circle attendees alike. We asked Director Power if she has a quote that particularly resonates with her.
1: Well, I think I use the quotes from a book called Deep Change by Robert Quinn, and I would highly recommend the entire book because I think if we're going to transform mental health care systems, we have to start with changing ourselves, and we have to think differently about ourselves. And I think one of the quotes in the book Deep Change is this. It says, most of us build our identity around our knowledge and competence in employing certain known techniques or abilities. Making a deep change involves abandoning both and walking naked into the land of uncertainty. And I think that's what I try to challenge people to do when they think about mental illnesses or they think about the stereotypes and the myths and the misconceptions that abound in terms of mental illnesses, when you think about systems and the fact that we've been treating people with mental illnesses for hundreds and hundreds of years in America, we really do have to fundamentally change the way we think. And I think that the book Deep Change and and the encouragement that it gives us to exercise the courage it takes to change ourselves within ourselves and within our own mental models, and then that helps us move toward exercising change in the systems that we lead in our families, in our states, and in our nation, so that we can finally get people to understand and accept the fact that mental illnesses are like any other health condition and should be treated as such.
0: We thought our listeners would really love to learn something about Director Power personally, and asked her if there was anything she would like to share, and here's what she had to say.
1: Well, I think one of the things that people may not know about me is that one of the reasons I am in the work that I'm in in terms of systems change and and hopefully improving the lives of individuals across America is that I first started my work as a counselor in a rape crisis center. And I think that was a transformational and really defining uh, opportunity for me because I think I, I was a counselor who met with sexual assault victims, rape victims in emergency rooms of hospitals and in DA's offices and in police stations, and was really a victim advocate for many, many years. And and I think that that experience uh, really taught me the importance of, first of all, the importance of trauma and what trauma can do to an individual's life. And also it taught me that it is very, very possible and very probable that most people will heal and recover from, from even very traumatic events. And so I think that that's really been a learning experience for me and, and one that's really driven my, my sense of values and my sense of appreciation for the fact that every individual needs to be treated with utmost dignity and respect and that their individual life experience has to be appreciated and valued And that trauma is often a life experience that many people with mental illnesses and substance abuse have experienced. And we need to be aware of that. And that, in fact, people can heal and move forward and live tremendously happy lives. They just may not be the same person that they were prior to the traumatic event. And I think that's really affected me deeply over the course of my career.
0: In Procovery, one of our main objectives is to build hope in essence, fuel for change, and then to provide the tools needed to create and sustain the desired change. We asked Director Power what advice or direction she might offer to our listeners who are interested in helping to create systems change.
1: Well, I think one of the things that helps build uh, a sense of hope is that Um, We constantly need to be reminding ourselves and, and, and exposing ourselves to other people and to other experiences that help us constantly think about a better future. So if your listeners want to get involved in helping create systems change, they can help by getting out and talking with other people about the myths and misconceptions and barriers and obstacles that might be confronting themselves, or that might be confronting their family members, or some of the experiences that they've had, and how have they overcome them. I think hope is an internalized process, and I think hope, though it belongs to the individual, can actually be fostered by being around other people, like peers, and families, and friends, and providers, and other connective relationships. I think that hope itself uh, is the catalyst for the recovery process. So the more we can engage in building that hope, and we can't have that hope by ourselves. We have to be out, you know, talking with people. I I mean, one of the most healing things I've found for individuals that I work with is just the notion of telling their story and being able to describe what their story was and, and how they're living their life and the way that they're moving forward, and the positive things that they do for themselves every day, and then in turn they may be able to offer some of the providers, or some of the associations, or some of the agencies some of their own experiences, and and actually step in and become a peer support services specialist, or or they might be good at you know doing um, doing artistic work for. Uh, some of the brochures, or they might be good at going out and doing a speaker's bureau, or they might be able to uh, move forward and talk to boards of directors about their their recovery experience. I think just to encourage people to engage is one of the ways in which they can keep their own hope alive, which, as I say, is essential to recovery.
0: Lastly, we asked Director Power if there was anything else she would like to share with our listeners.
1: I think that, that your continued advocacy and interest in uh, pro-covery and talking about recovery and talking about how uh, it's important to keep this issue alive and in front of your listeners is really specifically and greatly important at this moment in time because of all the work going on in healthcare reform. And it is really important for all of us in the pro-covery movement and to keep on making the case that if we are going to absolutely have parity for everyone and we are absolutely going to reform health care, then the principles of recovery and the principles of, of transformation of mental health care systems needs to constantly be front and center. And so I hope all your listeners would Would take that seriously and become an active part on a local level and on a state level of making sure that people understand what parity is and what's involved in parity and how, in fact, parity informs health care reform and making sure that people with mental illnesses and substance use disorders are a part of whatever health care reform gets realized at the local and state level.
0: At Procovery Institute, we believe there is a powerful connection between hope and action and change. We believe that together we really can change the system. We believe that despite the fact that the system is quite simply a mess right now, that what we choose to do today and tomorrow and the next day can change that but that it will take all of us working together to truly create meaningful, sustainable change. At PI, our goal is to first inspire people to want to make changes and then provide tools and resources to assist in creating that change. Additionally, we are working on building a powerful community for inspired individuals to create change together and one of our starting points is building communities of hope one Procovery circle at a time. We would like to extend our utmost gratitude to Director Power for taking the time to speak with us and for sharing her knowledge, experience, resources, and insight with us. Please tune in next week as we continue to hear from exciting, inspiring, and diverse guests across varied settings. And remember to pass the Procovery podcast page link along to friends, family, and colleagues. As always, we invite you to follow us at www.twitter.com Procovery and to visit our new YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash In honor of Director Power, we would like to leave you with one of our favorite quotes, a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. The difference between what we do and what we are capable of doing would suffice to solve most of the world's problems.